You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Well, we are back with the Cinnamon and Sugar. You know, we don't get the yelling by time because, you know, as always, he's never here. Ever. It's outrageous. It's unbelievable. But in case you're wondering, I've been tracking. He has not made, he, I think he's made one podcast. I don't even know if he's made one this year so far. I, you know what? I really would love to be on the less bash time train, but I'm really having a hard time here. I, I know it's Monday and you've given me some time and you hadn't text calls, did anything to crack any jokes about how bad of a day I had yesterday. But I want to kick this podcast off by saying and you tell me what your thoughts are, Gary. I honestly believe that there should be a psychologist of some sort online when you do things in games that causes you to lose them in order to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, did you see what the linebacker did for for um, the Bengals? Also, ridiculous. Also why? Ridiculous. Right. I it, it was ridiculous. I we we're, we're, we've had to play. It's over with. Do you not believe that there should be classes or something like that the players should have to enroll in or go through? in order to deal with the certain things that they experience. For instance, like kickers, when they go through slumps, and the Dallas kicker, when he was missing all those field goals. Imagine missing that one to either win the Super Bowl or or lose the Super Bowl, and you miss it, and you got to live with that. I think that there should be um, places that you have to go or mandatory classes that you have to take to make sure that your psyche is that a place that you can handle it, Gary? So I would disagree with that because I, I'll use you for example. Okay. You tell me how many times did you actually care that you fumbled a ball? There's some people, yes, some people may truly care, but people that football's not life and everything, their whole being, it's not going to yeah. affect them the same way. Gary, this is for a shot at the Super Bowl. You're going to tell me that that young man doesn't fit. Man, he was crying on the side because he knew it was over. A 15-yard penalty. So then my man, question was, is, then why did you do it? <laughs> it's your, you only have yourself to blame. The frustration, though, Gary. The frustration of it all. Man, he was having an awesome game, too. You only he have yourself from, to blame. Bro, he went from sugar to shit. I'm talking about field goal kickers when they miss field goals in important times like that. I'm talking about uh, cornerbacks when they drop important picks or miss important tackles. You don't think that they should? It should be a mandatory thing where they go in and make sure that they psyche is okay for them to continue living the life that they choose to live. Nope, that's on their own. If they want to go do it, they can do it. But I don't think it should. Nothing should, like that should be mandatory. That blows my mind. You don't think there should be a class that's offered that if they want to take it? Because as of right now, there's nothing. Yeah, it, that's, there's nothing yeah, that's like that's different that right than now. mandatory. If you, but again, a lot of teams nowadays do have sports psychologists you can go talk to at the facilities if you choose to go talk to them. Now, I don't think now people, most players don't use them, but like you have the opportunity to if you wanted to. But again, not make it mandatory. I don't think anything should be mandatory in that aspect. So in this situation, whose responsibility is it? Is it the player's responsibility to seek out the help? Or is it the responsibility of the team and staff to protect that player from himself and say, hey, you need to go? That's why I say making it mandatory. It's, because it's the, the players need protecting from themselves. It's the player's responsibility not to have that issue happen. If he doesn't push Mahomes right there at the end, you're not having this conversation. Then you're only talking about kickers. Okay. All right. And you don't think there there shouldn't be anything in place for that? 
No, it helps you overcome the issue. If if you like, if you need to, you can still go talk to them. But the teams, like I said, teams have people there that you can talk to if you want to. But a lot of them don't don't choose to. Okay, I respect it. So, but I, like I think there should be a mandatory a mandatory test for someone to be your friend, though, D'Angelo, to make sure they can handle the mental beatings that they're going you'll be put through because all the jokes you like. <laughs> But hey, what are you come on now. No, but I, when I say, when I, honestly, what I think about that is, is I think it's on the players um, mostly, but also, too, like you said, the team has a responsibility because, you know, the, the world of sports is already a little bit more of a, uh, a macho world where it's like, hey, uh, I'm, I don't need to – that's weak. You know what I'm saying? That's weak if I got to go do this, this, and this uh, for mental health. I mean, it's becoming more and more – accepted um but i still think as a whole it's probably looked down upon if you need something like that so i think the team does have to step in at some point if they see if they see signs of that player having mental struggles and this was online for a super bowl granted i know cincinnati went last year and this would have been back-to-back super bowl appearances but they fell short 23 to 20 um, is it too early to be talking about Mahomes? Because Mahomes' Super Bowl appearances three times in the last four years. We got to be talking about – I mean, if we could say Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest of all times and he has one ring, we have to – How many rings least... does Mahomes have? I think he has one. Yeah, but he's went to three. This is his third Super Bowl, Gary. What is what's what's the how, knock how many, on, how many how many times has Aaron Rodgers made it to the Super Bowl, Gear? I think in his career, I think twice. I he's, think. he's made he's made it twice. Mahomes has made it three times. What is it? So if Mahomes win it this time, gets MVP, does Mahomes have a more accomplished? I, I don't want to say career. You could say playoffs, yes. Career, I would say no, because you got to wait till the career is finished. Yeah, but I don't think Mahomes. I, and I don't think it's even close. I don't think Mahomes even comes close to Aaron Rodgers in terms of this. I'm telling you, based off of impact to a city, like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is not even close to what Mahomes is in Kansas City. That's what I'm telling you. I'm also telling you, too, that I will take, and I hate that I'm saying this, I will take Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers as of late any day. Yeah, as of right now, yes. Now, who would you, okay, would you rather have Mahomes on Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers on Kansas City? I, I'll take I like, Aaron Rodgers with that Kansas City roster. No, no, I like I like Mahomes because what no. Mahomes does with the ball in his hand, man. You're, so so you're w- w- what are you saying right now? You're saying that Mahomes has weapons and he has more talent than Aaron Rodgers has around him. No, offensively, you, you said it right before you added that last little part. Mahomes has more talent around than Aaron Rodgers. Around you him, you said it right, right the first time. You said it right the first time. Around you didn't have him. to add all. No, that. I will say Mahomes' receiving core is not amazing, but they're all established guys. One of them's a former Packer. I was just about to say. I was just about to say. Come no. on now, Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams for so long. Uh, oh, yeah, Devontae Adams, correct. Is he there anymore? We're talking about this No, year. but look what – I mean uh, – uh, he, he won back-to-back MVPs with Devontae Adams. Right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying, for me, I'm taking Mahomes. He's got his team there. Uh, that's why I said it. They were on opposite teams. Would you rather have Mahomes on, Arizona, on uh, Green Bay or would you rather have Rodgers with the Kansas City roster right now? I would take Rodgers uh, with the Kansas City roster right now. Their uh, offense and uh, defense is so much better than Green Bay's. Are you take, are you talking Aaron Rodgers from this year or Aaron Rodgers MVP Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers was an MVP last year, so like I would still take him this year on that with that Kansas City roster versus the Green Bay roster. I think I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes too. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Gary. No, I, I, like I understand, I understand that you're Aaron Rodgers. You're a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. But I never thought in a million years we would get to the point where you treated Aaron Rodgers 
like Tom treats LeBron James. No, I don't do that. Again, yes, you I, do. That's I, exactly I think Joe exactly Burrow what you're doing is right going to be now, better bro. than Aaron Rodgers. I think Joe Burrow is going to probably be better. Can, can does have the ability to be better than Mahomes, but he needs to keep the weapons around him. What? I'm actually a Herbert guy. I like Herbert that, that, a lot. That makes no sense at all. And I'm going to tell you why that makes no sense at all, Gary. And the fact that you disrespected Mahomes on this podcast, it, it infuriates me. You know what? Guess what? And and we're going to point this out, Tom, because you never pointed this out, but I'm going to point it out for you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had one of the top wide receivers in the league last year, Devontae Adams. Did he not? Two years ago, yes. Well, two years ago, right? Guess what? Patrick Mahomes also had one of the top wide receivers in the National Football League. And guess where he's going without that top receiver? Guess where the top receiver, the, the Green Bay Packers, guess where they went? Guess where they are? So, guess what they So you're <laughs> telling me right now, you're you telling me right now that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> so you so you you mentioned, oh yeah, he had Tyree Kill last year. I think you forget that he also has Travis Kelsey. Arguably the best tight end in the league, too. So he had one of the best receivers and best tight ends. He lost one of the receivers, still has the tight end there. Aaron Rodgers has all rookie receivers and no tight end. Right. To be fair, arguably, arguably maybe the best tight end of all time. No. I, no. Best tight end of all time is Tony re- Gonzalez. It's not best even close. receiving tight end? It's best Tony Gonzalez. It's not even close. Hey, you don't have think, all of you don't think he's going to have all it's of them? Not, again, I don't think you having all the records makes you the best. Like, in general, just longevity. Too like Tony Gonzalez had Trent Green for most of his career, and he still put up the numbers he put wait, up. Wait, what did you just say? What did you yeah, just say? You just had say a longevity tr- matters. I said it doesn't matter. I, oh, I, I must say I was going to take that away for later. No, I know what you were trying to do because you got, if you look at the the QBs Tony Gonzalez had in his career, and then you look at the numbers he was able to put up with those QBs, that he wasn't fortunate enough to have. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, just or he wasn't fortunate enough to have Tom Brady like Rob Gronkowski did his whole career. It, it Tony Gonzalez did with no matter who was throwing the ball. He had multiple quarterbacks. He had Trent Green and Matt Ryan was probably his best quarterback he ever had, and he only had him for two years. And do you consider Matt Ryan an amazing quarterback? He's a good quarterback, but I would never consider him upper echelon. He had one really good year where he won the MVP. Other than that. That's it. Tony Gonzalez has all those records with multiple no-name quarterbacks. The only one you know of is Trent Green. And he's not anywhere even close to being a great quarterback. That's that's the true test of what a good tight end is, is if you're able to do type of things with, without relying on, oh, that is amazing quarterback. Can put it. Now, if you're fortunate enough to get the quarterback, yes, you're going to get those stats. That doesn't take it away from you, but I'm not going to give you the best title. Tony Gonzalez is the best all around, and I don't foresee him getting beat anytime soon. Gary, I'm going to tell you, and this is my hot take, and I don't give a damn if you get mad at me or not. Tony Gonzalez is very similar, and I'm only saying very similar because I think this tight end is better than him. But I think he's a poor man's Gronkowski. That's who he is. Who is? Tony Gonzalez. Was a poor man Gronk? Yes. I disagree. Yes. Poor D coming in hot, boy. Yes. I, you, look, bro. You look, never I'm, played the position, so you you don't look, you only look, have the expertise I, I, I have in that. Yeah, I, I and I understand that. I understand that. And neither one of them are my favorite tight ends. Correct. None of them are my favorite. Your tight favorite ends. is probably Jeremy Shockey. Yes, that is my favorite. <laughs> I know. Tight end. <laughs> He's an awesome dude. Tight end. Yes, that's my favorite tight end. And I'm only saying that because I've seen Tony Gonzalez play. I've actually played against Tony Gonzalez. So have I. He was in the. We all did. And <laughs> it was very interesting to me because the way he moved, he didn't move like, like I thought he was. He should have moved like, like when you see Travis Kelsey move and you see, uh, uh, you know the 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 tight end for the the the, uh, 49ers. Kittle. Uh. Uh, I, I wasn't thinking of Kittle. I was trying to say Waller from oh, uh, from o- from Las from Vegas. Oakland. Yeah, from Las Vegas. But I was gonna say Oakland, and I was trying <laughs> like I couldn't Waller. But when you see tight ends like that, the athleticism that they they that they show you, and it looks like they play wide receiver. And then you look at a uh, Tony Gonzalez. 
You look at a Rob Gronkowski. You look at a Dallas Clark. You look at an Algie Crumpler. You look at all these wide, I mean, these uh, tight ends, uh, 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 Gates, that, that don't look sexy when it comes to making the moves that you see that these new tight ends make. So that's what I said. Like, Gronkowski, he never put, like, a move on you where you was like, damn, that's athletic as hell. You just like, damn, like, how did that even work? Well, yeah, a lot <laughs> that of that was a was, Tony Gonzalez. Just, yeah, he just had to run, and the quarterback put in the right position. But the thing with Gonzalez is he didn't have the quarterback to put in the right position. He had to go up, make catches. He had to jump. He had to make yards because he didn't have great quarterbacks around him. Bro, this is the whole – This is the, you know what the conversation this is? This is the Barry Sanders conversation. That's the conversation you're trying to have with me about the player that you're talking about right now, and it has nothing to no, do with like, it. No, I'm with you on the Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders is arguably the best running back of all time because what he did with less around him. Obviously, I don't know how you handle – how you talk about with Jim Brown because Jim Brown was in the 60s, so the talent level is different in that aspect from that long ago. But still, he still put up numbers, and he did it eight years. Barry Sanders did what he did nine years, and it takes people 17 years to beat whatever Barry Sanders put up in nine. And Barry Sanders was never on a team that was outstanding. He had to do it all himself. Like, so, so, so that makes him one that be the arguably the best running back all time. So based off of your analogy, you're going to tell me that Michael Vick is the greatest quarterback to ever play because he made huh? Algie Crumpler look like a freaking all-pro Every year, year in and year out. That's what you're telling me because no. Algie Crumpler was because not you, a great. You could say end. the same thing with uh, with if you want to bring up Tom Brady as being the greatest quarterback of all time. If people wanted to believe that, Tom Brady for a lot of his career did not have outstanding talent on offense around him. Now he did have a few years where he did have great talent. He had Randy Moss for a few years, but he he made Wes Welker who Wes Welker was. He made Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman. They would not have been good on a different – Wes Welker went to another team and was terrible. Same thing with Peyton did with Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark was not a great tight end when he left Peyton Manning. Now, you can't say that about Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Those were great receivers no matter if Peyton was there or not. Those were really good receivers. So, like, you do have the oddball, like, like Randy Moss in – in uh, New England, but New England, they never had like a bona fide, out- outstanding receiver. He made Deion Branch a Super Bowl MVP. Deion Bro, Branch was he great. had Gronkowski. This is the same argument that we're having. He with had Gronk. Who he made. Gronk we're having the Gronk. same argument. No, he made Gronk. Yes, I'm saying he made Gronk into Gronk. Would Gronk have still what? been the? Gronk, would Gronk, Gronk has have, always been a monster, bro? How, he's always had Tom Brady. So my question: If Gronk was on another team. If Gronk would have went to, I'm just going to say, the Bears, and he had Justin Fields, would Gronk be Gronk? No. He'd be a good tight end, but he wouldn't be Gronk because of the level of quarterback play. No matter where Tony Gonzalez went, he was Tony Gonzalez. Now, if he played with Justin Fields, his ass wouldn't be Tony <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> well, I'm saying he played with, okay, I, if I don't want to talk about a scrambler, we'll yeah. say, uh, I'm trying to sign okay, Baker Mayfield. If Gronk wouldn't play with Baker Mayfield, would he be Gronk? No, he wouldn't. I don't know, Gear. I don't know. No, he wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. He has a mean catch radius, dude. It, and and Gronk still, is no. One of those. I've seen him play, bro. So and we played against him. I know. I, I know. And and that's what I'm telling you. That's a, I, and same thing with Tony Gonzalez, bro. When I was on the field, I was like, how is this dude making y'all look like y'all look, and they're not even fast? They're just crafty. Because a lot of it, just well, crafty. Well, well, if you want to talk about Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates and how those guys got open, they had that quick twitch at the top of their route. Like they can jog to the top of their route, but once they get to the top and they break away, same with Witten. Witten's going to give you the f- fastest two steps you're going to see. He's going to get open, get the ball, but that's all you're getting. And that was the same thing with. But that was the same thing with Gates. But that was the same thing with Gates. Gates is going to jog his routes, but when he gets a top to break, he's breaking away from you, and he's going to have that three yards of separation to catch the ball. Gronk never had that. Gronk always had people draped on him, but he was still able to catch the ball because his hands were good. And Tom Brady could put it in the perfect spot. But Gronk was never getting separation from guys because he just didn't have that quick twitch. So you said Gronk wouldn't be Gronk without Tom Brady. I think I think Gronk would be a good tight end, but he would not be Gronk in the realm of considered one of the greatest. No. 
Do I think Kelsey would be a great tight end without Mahomes? I think he'd be a good tight end. Would I be, would he be putting in the numbers he's putting up now without Mahomes? No. And I think he would tell you. He'd be honest and tell you Mahomes. He's a, that's a godsend to have Mahomes as his quarterback because it makes his job easy. Yeah. So what would he put say? up better numbers with Aaron Rodgers? Would he put up better numbers with Aaron Rodgers? Uh that that's another question. I don't know. Maybe, but I doubt it. I think Mahomes and and Kelsey have a really good connection. I think Mahomes would be better than Aaron Rodgers getting the ball to the tight end. So you're telling me at the end of all of this, Travis Kelsey won't be the greatest tight end to play for the... He may go down with the most stats, but I think Tony Gonzalez is, will be still considered the greatest of all time. And So, Gary, if we can't go by leading every category in that stat... Don't do that because you're going to give time everything he needs as soon as you say that. But just listen to what I'm saying, though, Gary. Okay. Okay. If we if we got a if we got a guy leading I, I know I'm I'm fine with that. If we I got know. a guy leading in every statistical category from like another guy, and we ain't even gonna talk about length here or nothing like that. Can we not at least just look at it? Right? Yes, I, I think you could argue it, yes. But I don't think you just say he's the outright best. I think you could argue it. But I personally would think Tony Gonzalez is because of what he did with less around him. Tony Gonzalez literally only had him around him. He might have had one receiver occasionally, maybe a running back occasionally. He did not have the ability to have everything else around him, and he still put up the numbers he put up. This is why I'm having a hard time with this, because we're not talking about just in Kansas City. We're talking about in the entire National Football League. Correct. We're talking about better than Shannon Sharp. We're yes. talking about uh, better than um, who did uh, who did John Elway have? Who was this tight end? I can't even think of it. No, he had uh, he had Shannon Sharp. Yeah, uh, who? No, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, Peyton Manning had Dallas Clark. Clark. Dallas Clark would not even be close to being mentioned. He put up crazy numbers. Yeah, but was, would you consider him one of the greatest tight ends because of the numbers? Uh, he put? No. Uh, like that's what, what I'm saying. Greg Olson? Jason Witt. I'll give you Greg Olson has you can you can throw him up there. I don't think he would be arguably top in the top three, but I think you can say he's top ten, top five ish. You could argue is, it. Is is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer? I think his numbers will get him in the oh, Hall without of Fame. a doubt. I think without his numbers will get him in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Okay. See, did you play with Greg Olson or was that? I that did. Book? I played with him. So we got to know, the people want to know, is his nickname Third Leg Greg, is that is that real? Oh, you I've never heard that nickname. He's about from the rap song? Yeah, his nickname's Third Leg Greg. Like, he got a big old thing thing. We've never heard that nickname. Yeah, we've never. I don't. <laughs> Apparently that was his nickname in Miami. <laughs> Third Leg Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to you to find out all the, the, the I, I am, information. Uh, I'm glad you started with football because I do have a question for you, D, regarding the games last night. Okay. Uh, have you ever, in your history of watching or playing football, have you ever heard of a play being shut down and reran after everything's already been done, whistled down, and the neck, and they're coming back on the field to do the next play, and they make them redo no. it? No. How no. you explain to me how that even happened in that game in the Kansas City Cincy game? I don't even know what happened. Like, how do you have a game? It's shut down, but then you make them redo it. But you let the whole play play out. And this is where people get their issues where they say NFL scripted because of stuff like this. Me and you know it's not. But this is where that stuff comes from, where the referees, something that's never, ever happened before, they shut down a play, and then people are going to run with them like, oh, well, it's because they didn't get the first down. We shut it. They shut it down to give them another opportunity. They still didn't get it, but still, I've never in my life ever heard of a play being shut down and then restarted after everything's already been done, whistled, and everything. Gary, I I'm so tired of talking about football, man. <laughs> I, I I don't think you understand, dude. And I'm gonna tell you why I'm tired of talking You're about. You're only football. mad because the 49ers lost. Right. I I I am trying to figure out for the life of me, Gary, how the fuck do you run out of quarterbacks in the National Football League? That's like a place running out of something that they specialize in. Now, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just heard through the grapevine. I'm just like everybody else. I'm a 
I'm a social media expert. I go on and I try to find out, you know, certain tips and hot topics on certain teams and stuff like that, especially my team, the 49ers. From what I was told, Jimmy Garoppolo was good to go. Why the f- I, I'm trying to hold it together, Gary. He I, came I, out and said he was not good to go. When did he come out and say that, Gary? Uh, this morning when everybody was talking about him dressing, he said, I'm not able to play yet. Mm-hmm. But the last, I will say the last few weeks, he himself has been saying he was shooting for the Super Bowl if they were in the Super Bowl to be healthy. He didn't know if he would be okay. healthy for this game, but he said, I may be healthy for the Super Bowl if we make it. Gary, I have, I, I we got Cam Newton, bro. And 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 I say that, and, and and some people may not understand it, but Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, when the fumble happened, he didn't jump on it. He didn't dive on it the way that we all thought that he should have dived on it. And Johnson did us the exact same way, Gary. Right there, this is when I knew that we were in trouble, man. At the end of the second, the end of the second quarter, man, right before halftime, Johnson fumbled. It was fourteen to seven. I knew that we were already in a bad headspace anyway because Christian McCaffrey had to make, break 46 tackles to make a touchdown. And I'm just like, we couldn't really throw the ball because uh, we didn't really work with Johnson like we probably should have, but we also wasn't expecting to use his ass either. He get in and get a concussion after Purdy jacks up his elbow. You know this, I know this, and every damn body on the other team know that he can't throw the ball. He can't throw the ball to save his life. I have never in my life, Gary, been so mad because every time they flash to Jimmy Grappolo, he's smiling. I'm like, what the hell is he smiling about? Does it mean he was ready and wasn't able to play because they pulled the trigger? Like, why are you smiling for the last 12 weeks, your ass ain't smile one time, and now we hit this adversity and you smiling? What, what, make it make sense, Gary. Make it make sense. Uh, I was So I had the game on. I wasn't really paying attention, but I was had it on, and I was talking to my buddy. And as soon as I saw Josh Johnson get a concussion down, I was like, well, this game's over because uh, they're not going to throw the ball. And uh, that's just going to make it easy for Philly to just shut them down. And that's exactly what happened. They threw the ball, what, three times the rest of the game? Those dump-down screens because they can't throw the ball? I don't know what you, how you're supposed to do that, but you cannot just run the ball every time and expect to win. So what do you're you do, Gary? What you, the hell do you do? Nobody you, can throw the fucking ball, Gary. Nobody well, you got to either just say, hey, Christian McCaffrey, you're going to either throw it or run it, or Debo, you're going to throw it or run it. We'll figure it out. Because you can't just run it every time because they know that. And they stopped that, and that's why they didn't do it. That's anything. what Philly did to us. That's what Philly did to us, dude. I, I have for the, I can't figure this out, man. So Philly runs this type of offense, man. Lamar Jackson runs this type of offense. Deshaun Watson runs this variation of this offense. There's a lot of mobile quarterbacks in the National Football League, Gary, that has gone to this offense. Why have we not been able to shut this down? Because the defenders don't do their job. Literally, as a defensive end, you are taught if a team does read option, your job is to hit the quarterback every time. And the linebacker has the running back. That is your job. So you don't need to worry about anything else. There's supposed to be a linebacker scraping over. If it's an outside handoff, read option. If it's inside zone, read option. Then the inside linebacker has it. That is the job on read options. Is the DN has the quarterback every time. The only reason why those plays work is because the DNs lose their eyes and they don't do their job. That's it. It's that simple of a job, but they always screw it up. Now, unless you call blitz or you do something where you change the rules, other than that, that is your job on option plays. Okay, Gary, I, I'm going to be honest with you, and, I'm a, I'm a, I, and, and I know I, I shouldn't be talking about this, but I'm a, when, I used to, when I used to watch football, man, like college football, there was three teams that I really, really, really hated watching. Georgia Tech, Navy. Yep. yep. And maybe Army. Yep. They did the same okay. thing. I, I never understood why that we couldn't, like nobody could ever stop them. And Navy would be ranked in the top 15, top 25, 
and throw the ball six times. So, I'm like, how the hell is this even possible? If 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 I can, if in the National Football League, I can put nine people in the box or eight people in the box to stop the damn run, how can you tell me that you're going to run every time, Gary? Not only are you going to run it every time, but I'm going to be successful at running it every time, no matter what defense you have on the field. So the idea with those option teams like that their whole thing is, hey, you may stop us two times in a row. All it takes is one guy to not do their assignment, and we have a big play. That's all they're waiting on. They're waiting on one player to not do their assignment. You can stop it 20 straight times. They're still going to do it. But that 21st time, if that backer messes up or the DN doesn't do the right thing, you have a home run ball because everybody's in there. So that's all they're waiting on. You, it, They're making you play assignment football every play. Are you – technically sound enough to do that every play we're betting you're not because you don't see this enough and that's yeah. what they rely on yeah i and that's uh, why they score so many points when they play like that's why they never got shut down their defense was always just terrible that's why they were able to they had there was high scoring games you see 40 35 point games by them because teams weren't technically sound against it you're not used to seeing it but once a year that's tough to teach your guys who all the rules are different versus just this team you just do this every time. Doesn't matter. This is your job every time. It's unbelievable, man. That's they were killing us on that that Rod Reed stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, have we not seen this enough? We we should have this in the bag. We've seen this enough, regardless of what player and team it is, for us to be able to shut this little package down and move on. Because you and I both know, and Tom, I'm pretty sure you probably know this too. I understand that Jalen Hurts this year has had an extraordinary year. He's probably going to go on and win MVP of the league. No, he's not. Mahomes is. Okay. However you want to look at it, one of them going to win MVP of the league, and they're going to ride off into the sunset. I I just – we all know that Jalen Hurts, his legs are more precious to that team than his arm. And if that's the case, why don't you make him use his arm? I don't understand that. Like every time he had to throw the ball, that's when you had an opportunity to beat them. But every time he didn't throw the ball, you got an opportunity to lose this game and you got an opportunity to lose this game handily. And that's what we did. And the fact that we ran out of quarterbacks, I'm still mad about that. (laughs) In the National Football League in 2023, Gary, teams are running out of quarterbacks and they paying premiums for them. I don't understand how you run out of them. I agree. You don't expect that to happen, but hey, gotta always be ready. Speculation before we move on. What do you think happened to Purdy's elbow? I already saw a report about it. They think he hurt his UCL. I don't. I, I think that's more like a Tommy John aspect. I don't know for sure. Oh. But that affects your whole throwing. So if yeah. he's out for an extended amount of time, now what do you do if you're you're as your 49ers? You have Trey Lance, who you felt like you weren't going to be your guy anymore. You have Brock Purdy, who you thought you were going to be able to hang the reins to. And then you have Garoppolo coming back healthy, that he's going to be a free agent. Do you re-sign him? Trade Lance? you ride with Lance? How do you handle this now if Purdy's out for six to eight months or you know, ten months? It, it, it really pisses me off, bro. Every year. Every year, bro. Every year. And I'm sick of it as a 49er fan, bro, not knowing – like we have to hang on to Jimmy Garoppolo because every quarterback after him or every quarterback we think we found, we end up fucking losing and him <laughs> coming in and saving us. And I saw a meme, bro. I can't make this up. I saw a meme where uh, it was uh, 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 Colin Kaepernick uh, doing the color purple where everything that you say and everything you do will, you know, be bad or whatever uh, in terms of that. And, man, it is absolutely true, dude. Every time we figure, we were like, oh, man, we finally found our franchise quarterback. We could move on from Jimmy, and boom, shit like this happened, bro, where it's like we go into the uncertain, we got to sign him to a one-year deal or a two-year deal and give him money that we really don't want to give him because we can't let him go. He's literally the only one that knows his offense That'll get us out of the And he's the only one that's going to be healthy. Yeah, he's going to be the only one that's healthy. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell Josh was thinking, bro. On the, I I don't know, man. 
We just – we're trying to figure it out at the quarterback spot. Once we figure it out, man, we got Josh Johnson. We got Trey Lance. We got Purdy. We got Jimmy Grappolo. But none of them fuckers showed up when we needed a quarterback because they were all hurt and banged up or not or, – or inactive. I, Correct. I don't understand it. I still don't get it, bro. I don't get yeah, it at all. I, I, feel, I, I really don't feel sympathy for you. It sucks, but uh, your team lost. But, hey, that's part of it. Uh, we lost, Both of us lost our Super Bowl bets. I was about to say, you're talking to Gary Barnage, who played for the Browns and their quarterback, Carousel. Correct. So yeah. I know a lot worse <laughs> than that. No tears. <laughs> so I know how exactly how that goes. But, yep, yeah, none of our Super Bowl predictions there. You had Buffalo. Versus 49ers. I had Cincy versus 49ers. We're both out. So now we got Kansas City versus Philly. Who do you got winning? I had Chiefs versus Eagles. Uh, we wouldn't know because you weren't on that for us to talk about it. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But who do you who do you got, Tom? Just Chiefs. Why? Chiefs, why? Chiefs Kingdom winning because I, I I think uh they're gonna find a way to make Jalen Hurts have to throw the ball. Um, and I think that the Mahomes is just going to be too good because these are the moments where uh, the greatest athletes, you know, can step up. And I think Mahomes is 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 a better quarterback than Hurts. Um, I don't. I think Philly has a great defense, but I think that uh, that we've seen that they can be scored on. And I think that the way the Chiefs are playing right now, because you saw how they got after Burrow, if they can get after, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts and make him have to throw the ball. I don't know. Chiefs by 10. But you know, Cincinnati, this is the same offensive line that gave up, what, 46 sacks? 75 million sacks. Yeah, 75 million sacks during and. uh, They they have been better in the second half of the season. They have been better. They didn't look it in this game. Oh, did you watch the game, Tom? He was running for his life. Well, yeah, that's what I said. I said they, they were able to get after Burrow tonight. And so I said, if they can do that to Hurts next week, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough night for them. But that's what I'm saying. This is the same team that made it to the Super Bowl last year by Burrow making those same decisions. However, they were making those plays at the end of the game, like those foolish uh, penalties that they got toward the end for them to kick that field goal and win it. Those didn't happen to them last year, so they were falling on the great end of the stick last year. Even when they gave up that eight nine sack game. Going into the Super Bowl, we were like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a really entertaining Super Bowl, or it's going to get out of control fast. We all felt that way because they were going up against the number one defense at the time, and their offense didn't look well at all. They came in, they pulled it together. They didn't win it, but they made it entertaining. All I'm saying is there was no difference going into this game in terms of how they look. So Kansas City is not as strong as you think they are, and Cincinnati uh, is not as strong as you think they are. I thought they were weak in a lot of areas. So who are you picking? I'm going to go with – I'm going Kansas City. Why are you going Kansas City, Gary? Uh, watching Philly play against a uh, very dejected 49ers didn't instill a lot of confidence in me. They didn't look very good. What? They won thirty-one to seven, Gary. They, the Forty-Niners. They were playing against uh, somebody they picked up from McDonald's last week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and they got short field, and they didn't put on drives just to drive down the field. Now, granted, Forty-Niners is the best defense in the league right now. Yes, correct. But they didn't put any long drives, sustainable drives. They had short fields, turnovers, and that's where they got their points. There was nothing to do with how great their offense looked. Their offense did not look great. Their defense, even they knew they had to run the ball, and they were still give, getting them, letting them get to the fifty-yard line. Like they knew that they couldn't throw the ball, and they were still moving the ball a little bit. They weren't going to score touchdowns because you know, that only works for so long. But they just didn't look great the first half. Philly looked terrible. Yeah. Okay. So Kansas City, I think, is a better team all around than Philly is. It will be a good game, but I'm I'm leaning towards KC. I don't really know who I want to win now that I think about it because, I mean, you got – Well, it, it doesn't matter because uh, whoever the NFL wants to win is going to win. What made you <laughs> that's, that's just the, that's the whole theory, right? The games are rigged. Confirmation, confirmation, NFL's rigged right there. 
I don't believe it, but it, it's funny. I will say some of the worst refereed games I've ever seen in football. Yes, it happened this weekend. It mm-hmm. happened this weekend. It's outrageous. I have some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I'm trying to figure out. How, it was one-sided, that, that, that Cincinnati game, bro. Yeah. One-sided big time. And it was also one-sided in that 49ers. Which, uh, and that gives game. you the uh, – that's why people come up with the conspiracy theories that it's rigged. They got the teams they wanted to win in there. Yeah, but I don't understand how this would generate more, like, what what is this generating having Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? I mean, uh-huh. I, would you when you want the 49ers, they're more stored. I guess, well, I mean, Philly's the same. Uh, yeah, but you, have the, you would have the two guys that are battling for the MVP in the Super Bowl. That's your storyline. Versus Brock Purdy, who... At the time, you're like, uh, do we really want to ride with him in the Super Bowl? And they could, they could get blown out, and that'd be a good game. Yeah, is is Purdy the MVP rookie of the year? The offensive rookie of the year? Yes. Um, I don't think so. Just because he only played eight games. I don't. I think there's players that out there. I think there were some receivers that had thousand yards receiver. There was receiving there was some running backs with over a thousand yards rushing that were rookies he only played eight games he didn't have enough stats to back it up personally so taking over a team that was three and four that also had the best defense in the nfl you can use your trend dilfer analogy he didn't win games by him. Their defense kept helped win games too. Now that defense is not even close to the Ravens' defense, and he's much better than Dilfer was. But you can use the same analogy. They relied on their run game. They didn't rely on passing with him. He threw, but that wasn't like the strong suit. He okay. could if they needed him to, but they relied on McCaffrey, Debo in the backfield, and stuff like that. Okay, I respect. It. I will allow it. Well, we just talked quite a bit about football. Uh, I know something else happened this weekend. Um, I had not watched this in a while, but we had the Royal Rumble. Time, I'll do your jobs. Yeah, you're not that, doing. that LeBron foul no call was atrocious. Oh, you talking about the Royal Rumble? My fault. I'll step back. I'll step back. Yeah. I'll step back. I, hey, bad calls happen all the time in the NBA. Do you need to throw that big of a temper tantrum? No, but they happen all the time. It's that's the thing. Referees are terrible I, everywhere. I, I, I don't even think understand. that was a temper tantrum. I just think that, that he was, was just 100% so frustrated. Of te- that was 100% of you temper tantrum. You still had overtime. Bro. You still had Stop overtime. It, it wasn't yeah. to lose no, the game. It, bro. But that is such a bad missed call that I feel like anybody that's super competitive. Hold on. You say that because you were able to see the replay. And, and this is like the fourth time in two weeks something like that's happened to them. But again, you were able to see yeah, the replay. You weren't, it adds up. You would again if that would have happened to a different player that wasn't LeBron, you probably wouldn't be saying the same thing. Oh no, it was clear to see that was a foul. It was clear that was a foul. Come on now. I didn't think it was a foul from the camera I saw, but I saw the behind view. I never saw the front view until they showed replays. Yeah, and there's a so ref right there. The, yeah, so but from the behind view, you can't tell it's a foul. Now the front tell me, view, one thousand. There wasn't there wasn't a smack sound. Guarantee there was a sound. His heart as Jason Tatum swung, but and hit his. But if now. you wanted, but you saw, but if you saw previously in the front view, they smacked the ball before he brought the ball up too. So you could say argue Here. that too. Here. You fail for it, bro. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm just saying, like, fail for it, bro. Refereeing has been terrible in NBA forever. Do I think you need to show out with a thing? No, it's whatever. What Patrick Beverly did with the camera, outrageous. Really? I thought that was the best part of the whole thing. It was hilarious. They miss calls all the time. Like, it happens to everybody. It doesn't just happen to one person. And that's the problem I have. It happens to so many people. But nobody cares and nobody throws a fit when it happens to them. But when it happens to LeBron, it has to be a big issue. I just I just disagree yeah. with all that. That's all. Him and all. Him and all well, I think it's I think it's I think it's escalated by the moment in which it happens, makes it so much bigger, and it's just so obvious. So then obvious. go then go on and win in, the, in overtime. How about that? Instead of I losing in overtime. Garrett, now what was you saying before this? LeBron so we were, we were talking about Royal Rumble because I had not watched wrestling in quite a while. So I, I know it. everybody. Time? Did you end up watching it? Okay, I'll just talk to myself over here then. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah I watched. 
I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched I watched most of it. So what was y'all's overall opinion? We can go through each match. We'll go with the we'll start with uh we'll start with the women's matches. We'll go uh Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair. What did you think of the match? Don't nobody so jump in first. Watch. I watched I watched I watched the Rumble and the Roman Reigns part. That's so all you, I've been able to watch so okay, far. Okay, so you didn't that's actually litter, care about that's, So that's, you didn't want to watch the women's matches. Okay. You made clear. That's fine. <laughs> we we got to say what what. Because there was only Correct. one other match other than those two. <laughs> so I guess me and D will talk about that. So D, what do you think of the Bliss Bianca Belair match? I didn't watch that match, Gary. <laughs> I will talk about it. So, 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 so look, I will Gary. talk about it since uh, I was the only one that watched it. I thought it was very generic. I thought you already knew who was going to win. I thought it was – I think that was a lot of the Royal Rumble. I think you already knew how everything was going to play out, and that's my problem with WWE. There's not as many swerves. We will talk about one that happened later, but uh, there's a lot of stuff you can just predict. Like I didn't think Alexa Bliss was even going to have a chance to beat Belair because she's going to go headline WrestleMania, and it will be interesting. So like I don't know – it's just a filler match. It was it was entertaining, but it was nothing special. Yeah, that's why you were the only one that wasted your right. time watching. Now, since uh, we'll see. Did y'all watch the women's Royal Rumble? Yes. I know time didn't because he doesn't care about women. Um, what did you think of the women's Royal Rumble? I I I wasn't a fan because, like you said, it was very like. You knew what was gonna happen because Rhea, she's she's had so much steam. She's hot, about, hot. She is. She's very hot, and 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 she was she been pushed by this, it like I, I don't want to say inner outer gender or inner gender, but the uh, the fact that they they keep she keeps hitting the men, and the men can't do nothing to retaliate. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to. I, I don't. I'm trying to that's, be respectful. That's literally what it is. That that's <laughs> literally what it is, and and she's so over. That everybody was so mad at Osaka when she got in because everybody was like, oh, they're going to give it to Osaka. They're going to give it to Osaka. They're going to give it to Osaka. But didn't understand it. I was like, yeah, right. She was. But the way that they ended it, I thought it was really well thought out because you didn't know they hid their intentions really well. But we all knew that. Raya was going. She was going. She was going to move on. She was going to be the one. Yeah, I I, I like the final three of Rhea Ripley. Uh, Liv Morgan and Asaka. I do like Asaka's yeah. back to the the goddess version yes. of her. I think that's better for her character. I think it'll be better for her. Uh, Liz Morgan, she obviously was had fire going previously. It started to cool off. So I think it was cool having them. I'm glad they didn't just put Becky Lynch at the final. Uh, final four and all that kind of stuff. She got eliminated. I like that. I like the return of Nia Jax. That was a nice little surprise. Uh, but um, I thought... I think that's what you expected. I expected Rhea Ripley to win it. I didn't expect her to win from number one. But it was cool seeing one and two as the final three. Because yeah. Liv Morgan was number two, and then you have Asaka. I thought that was a nice little ending uh, with the mist and then the kickoff. So supposedly Rhea Ripley, though, dislocated her knee during the match, and it popped back in, and she finished the rest of the match. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that would shut me down. So uh, let's go on to the pitch black match between L.A. Knight and uh, Bray Wyatt. Time, did you end up watching that one? No. Okay. Me and I'll D. Watch it. Yes, I watched it. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm going. Bro, I'm going what, back to watch the match. It was terrible. Why did they just say a black light fight? Yes. They should have just said a black light fight, dude. It looked like we was watching a cartoon or a rave. Yeah, like a rave wrestling match, dude. That that was ridiculous because we all knew that the Fiend was going to win and that LA Knight was going to lose. It was again another I, match that we knew the outcome before it happened. I thought it was terrible. I I just would rather see Bray Wyatt's character development and you actually see him wrestle and you do all that kind of stuff. I don't know where they're going with his character. Yeah, with the it's uncle all over dude the that, right that, 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 that like jumped off the yeah. thing. The, like I, I don't understand what it's that. It's like is. in between the fiend versus not versus I I don't know. I'm interested. I know Bray Wyatt's very creative. They call so, him Uncle Howdy. 
Yeah, I don't know where it's going. I'm intrigued, but that match was terrible. Yeah, it was. Now, oh, time left us, as always. So yeah. um, let's start off with the Royal Rumble, then the very first match of the night. What did you okay. think of that, that was my favorite one, and the and it was my favorite one because I couldn't figure out for the life of me, Gary. Um, and they they made it work. They absolutely made it work. I was trying to figure out. I was like, how the hell are they gonna put Brock Lesnar into the Royal Rumble and not put him in the Final Four? But yet, if they eliminate him early, like how would they be able to do it? Because he was so dominant the last uh royal rumble so i was like he he eliminated like 30 motherfuckers so i'm like how do you how do you get rid of like how do you get rid of him they did a phenomenal job on getting rid of him with bringing bobby lashley out having bobby lashley go up against them and and ultimately like put him out and then him throwing this little fit and attacking uh other wrestlers as they came in i i love the way his exit went so I thought that was interesting because I think they've been building up to that for the weeks because he keeps attacking uh, Bobby Lashley. So I, I had a, a suspicion that Bobby Lashley, would they would tangle at some point, but I didn't know who would eliminate who. But it yeah. made sense in the storyline aspect because they're obviously going to have a match at some point. Um, but it was interesting. My biggest letdown, why the hell is Logan Paul in it? Stupid. And that's the only thing they're talking about from the match was that spot with him and Ricochet. I don't care. Like, he does not need to be in. The... And he eliminated Seth Rollins. Get out of here. Like, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are losing fans because of stuff like that. Yeah. I I don't. Uh, was he the surprise entrant? Him and Booker T. Yeah. I, I don't know why they they waste that time with Booker T, man. I saw his old ass walk out. Spinner yeah, man, he did the spinner Rudy, but like even the way that he walked, he walked like he just old as fuck. Oh, he hurt. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It took him 45 minutes to make it down. They was, well, they was, yeah. That that walkway to the ring. Imagine if Undertaker was right. a he would have been seven hours before he got there. A mile, bro. Yeah, like they had to show different camera angles when motherfuckers was coming in, just so they didn't get bored with the one. That's how long the walk was. So I get it. Can we mention two years in a row, Kofi Kingston has missed his spot? I I was wondering what he was going to do there. Uh, And the commentator tried to save it by saying, oh, one foot. He he only has one foot. His whole body's on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was trying to save it. But that's the thing when 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 you take that gamble. I mean, for the last three or four years before the last two, He's he's hit that spot, and we've all been looking for that spot now, mm-hmm. that chair spot. I, I I mean, he's gotten either too powerful or not enough power or enough juice to get him over that hump to get him into that chair. But I, I when when do we get sick and tired of those cheap thrills, Gary? Like when when will we just say, when, hey, when you know it what? becomes so generic and it's not unique ways of getting back in. That's when we'll get tired of them. Okay. As long as it's something unique every time and that we haven't even came close to seeing, then that's when. So, like, I would love to see him get knocked off and him jump and land on the side and then the fans hold him up. That would be a good thing. And then he has to, like, jump across back to the stairs or something. Oh, yeah, that would be. Yeah. And you but can that's... plant. You can you can have the family members hold them up. The fa- the wrestlers fa- family. You can have it planted right there so they're the ones that hold them up. So I'm going to tell you what he's done though. He's cemented himself into the Royal Rumble every year because everybody's expecting him. I did not know he's been in for 15 years in the Royal Rumble. They said that last night or what? two nights ago. Yeah, they said this really? is the 15th Royal Rumble. Damn, he looks how like long he's 22. Yeah, how long has Kofi been <laughs> Oh shit, I know it's time for us to end this podcast. Yeah, well, that's a great way to end it, Gary. Well, we still have one more match, and then I want to talk about the obviously elephant in the room. Everybody knew Cody Rhodes was going to win. Yeah, we knew that. It was, that was like that was just a waste. Everybody yeah. knew. And that's just the frustrating part because it was not unexpected. Yeah, I like we, the way they push Walter, though. I'll give him that. Walter has lost a lot of weight since his NXT. Man, a lot. And he was standing up to the bigger guys. I like how they, like you said, yeah, they did a good job of pushing him. So what do you do with him now, though? 
Well, he is a champion of something. I don't know what he yeah, is, he's, but he's a champion. I think the but like, North, not the European champion, maybe. Yeah, he's. A I don't champion, know. He's but like, how, how respected is the title he have though? I don't know, but I think they are going to use him more because he he looked he had a good outing. He did have a good outing. I, now we, I have to respect that. I I have to understand this though, and maybe you can help me understand this. Ray Mysterio Jr. did not participate in the Royal Rumble last night. Is that uh? So it wasn't thirty that entered; it was twenty nine. So I think what they were trying to do was Rey Mysterio. What I think they were trying to do with the Rey Mysterio thing was they had announced him, and then Dominic was right after. I think they weren't; they were trying to show like, oh, Dominic took him out. I don't know because they never explained it. Yeah, they didn't show him get beat up, but you saw Dominic come out with the mask on. And that's where I think they're saying Dominic probably beat him up, whatever, so he couldn't come and join, or Judgment Day came out, whatever, and made sure he couldn't come in the match. And that's why Dominic was wearing the mask. I think you're going to see Dominic versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of. Do- I think Judgment Day is doing well. I'm not a fan of Dominic though. I'd rather watch Logan Paul than Dominic. I don't want to watch either one of them. How about that? Don't give me. I'd rather see Dominic than Logan Paul. Dominic's at least put in the work, and he's been training. Logan Paul, he's just because of his, he's a celebrity. He's the only reason he's getting these shots. I don't know, man. That one spot was pretty dope, man. Gee, you could do that spot. I know, but I didn't. He did. Yeah, you I, went. You I, instead, I, you scorpioned <laughs> over a table. But you're not understanding what I'm saying, Gary. What I'm saying is, is the spot was phenomenal because they did the spot. They came up with it. As dumb as that fucking spot was. It was stupid. It was stupid. It wasn't even entertaining. You're absolutely right. They they when I saw it, I go, I don't even know what I just watched. Like, that's weirdly awesome because like how they jumped from rope to rope. They went to who who is that that's coach to coach? That's uh Oh Shane McMahon. uh, Shane McMahon. They did the Shane McMahon into each other, but the fact that they just bumped into each other, how hard uh, Logan Paul hit was what threw me off because he hit hard on the ring. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like that's why it wasn't a good spot to me. Like a good spot has to be like something actually happened. They just hit chest to chest. It wasn't a move. It wasn't nothing. Cool. They just got air. That's all it was. Was the hype. That's the only thing that people were excited about. That's not a good spot in my opinion when it comes to wrestling. Like everybody's all hype about the hell in the cell spot where m- mankind got pushed off. Yeah, that was a that, it was high, but that wasn't a good spot. Like he literally just jumped, fell off. It wasn't like a. Well, now if you get power bombed through the thing, or he got choke slammed through the cage onto the mat, that's a spot because that's an entertaining spot because it's an actual move. They didn't even do a move. I think they were trying to go for cross bodies, but they didn't commit to cross bodies. They just went chest <laughs> to chest. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Uh, because that's you know as uh, you know when you were training that's not a spot you're practicing no, you're not, not practicing that in against each other so uh, you're that's the uh, first time they've ever done that was right there and you think they messed up and just yeah. i just i think they were both supposed to i think they were supposed to cross body like you know sometimes when they run against the ropes and they both cross body yeah. i think that's what they were supposed to do okay or double clothesline but it, they hit chest to chest so I don't know. It just didn't look like as cool a spot as everybody made it out to be. And when they hit, it went crazy and bananas. And I was like, oh, "Are you serious? Here we go. Yeah, this is all they're gonna talk about. He's he's starting to stack them together. He's gonna be the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time now." And and I know it's got to sting actual wrestlers because that's got to piss them off. Because yeah. Seth Rollins could have had that same exact spot. It would have got the same pop and everything, but I don't know. It's just stupid. Like, imagine, like, you remember the pop because we were there in person when he tried to do the, when Seth Rollins tried to do the uh, the face stomp on Randy Orton and he threw him up and RKO'd him. That oh, was yeah. outrageous. Yeah, it was. It, that was but stupid it was loud. One move to another move, not just hitting each other. Yeah. In the yeah. Air. That, was, that pop was insane. Hey, but that's the thing with Logan Paul, man. If he show any type of athleticism, Gary. He's athletic. Like, that doesn't surprise me. He's athletic. But that's the thing, though. Like, it's surprising to other people because they just assume, like, hey, because you are, like, a a subscriber, a a, a YouTube famous Mm -hmm. celebrity or 
social he, media he does, influencer. He does yeah. terrible boxing. Like he boxes better than me. I'm not a boxer, but he does it. He's so he is athletic. He has the ability to do things. Like I don't take that away from him. He's an athletic person. Like so that's why it doesn't surprise me he's able to do that thing, those things. But let's enough about the Royal Rumble. Let's get to the final match. Uh Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. What are your let's go with time first. Don't talk about the ending, just talk about the match first. Okay, since time's not gonna talk, we'll talk. Um D, what'd you think of the match? Gary, look. I think it was a waste of everybody's time, man. Like it was it was stupid. I, I can't even believe that Kevin Owens even got an opportunity to even take the shot because I don't think they pushed him the right way. Uh the Sami Zayn storyline, I'm like that was cool until they ended it the way that, because we all knew that it was gonna end that way. Because of the friendship. So it's I, I, I don't know what the end game is. So I think the only – no, you can't talk now, game. Time. Time, I gave you opportunity. You chose not to talk. You get to wait now. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, well, I was just going to say, but did you know – did you know it was going to end with Jay walking off on the family after he was the one that didn't even want to let Sami Zayn in? So that was the swerve I was talking about that I don't think anybody expected. That I thought played out well. Because now it makes you tune in to Raw tonight and SmackDown to see what the fallout's going to be for Jay and then how Sammy's going to handle this. I'll tell you what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Sammy make a surprise appearance and somehow win the Royal Rumble by accident. And now he has to go against Roman Reigns for the title. And then now you make that... Well, why are you in this match? He's like, well, I got to take my opportunity now. Now you have to make it where they turn, where he turns on them and all that kind of stuff. But you set it up for a WrestleMania match. Obviously, they're not going to give Sami Zayn a WrestleMania moment like that. But, hey, I think that would have been a huge swerve. People wouldn't have seen coming if you would have had him as a surprise entrance and he somehow win by accident. Not even yeah. like on purpose, but he somehow wins. And now there's only one title to go for and it gets Roman Reigns. Yeah, so how, like- that would be a great storyline. It would have been a great one. They could have used it too because Ray Mysterio didn't he didn't wrestle. So they he could have took his spot and they put him in there and that could have been the storyline. Yeah. Like that would have been great because I think uh, everybody knew what was Cody gonna happen. Rose, yeah, everybody knew Cody Rhodes was gonna win. Yeah. Like and you still could have had Cody Rhodes be the second to last, and then you could have had Cody Rhodes still get a shot later. Like it doesn't have to be right there. I see what you're saying. That's interesting. Because I think you knew Sami Zayn wasn't was gonna. I knew he was gonna hit Roman right as soon as he got the chair and he asked him to. I know he's gonna hit him. That's obvious. And then I did not know Jay aspect, so I'm intrigued on what will happen. But after I see what happens to Jay, I'm I'm good with it. I'm good until WrestleMania now because I don't really care anymore because I'm not invested yeah. anymore. <laughs> like y'all every- see, I don't know. I don't know how true. I don't know how true it is. But did y'all see where Cody Rhodes said he wasn't even cleared till the day of? I did not see that. I don't believe that because that's been the rumor for the last three months. He was coming back at Royal Rumble and winning the Royal Rumble. Right. That's what that's what he said. He says it's kind of awkward when you're not cleared until the day of for the Rumble, but you've already been announced as an entrance entry. He would have went anyways. He wasn't supposed to wrestle his match against uh, Seth Rollins when he tore his peck and he still did it. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. They just would have limited his spots. That's all it would have been. It would have been a quicker is, finish at the end. Is the rock is the rock coming, or am I just dreaming of nothing? I think it makes too much sense for him not to come. I mean, for him for him to come, like he should. But are they going to do it? Is he willing to do it? Does he have time? That I don't know. I don't know how you're in. This is where I guess they could tie it in because Jay goes and gets the rock. Because of the issues, saying, hey, Roman's now Jay goes and gets the rock. Hey, we need help for the family. And then Roman's lost it. Something like that. But I don't know. I could definitely see it's going to be probably if Jay isn't there, it will be uh, it'll be Jimmy and the other 
I forgot the other guy's name, the guy that's Umunga's son or, or nephew or whatever he is. Them two will be defending. Oh, Sequoia. Yeah, I think those two will be defending the titles at WrestleMania against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Okay. I don't think Jay or, will be in that or, match. Or it's going to be Sami Zayn and Jay. I could see that too. Either way. But they've already built up the KO and Sammy relationship. They've also built the J. So I don't know how you tie it all together. I could see you have a three-way, a triple threat match with them three versus the other three at a pay-per-view leading up to Mania to keep the storyline going. I could see that. But well, I mean, so- honestly, it's, I think there's just so much. The thing I like about this is, can you at least say that this is, uh, it seems like WWE at least is trying to write stories again. And it's not the same old, same the whole time. Because this this whole, you know, the bloodline story has been probably one of the best storylines in a long time. Now, let's get it clear now. It's only gotten good once Sammy got involved. Before it, that, it was not entertaining at all. Right. I, I And I agree with you. But the only well, reason why it's entertaining is it because of Sammy's dynamic? Correct. He can do anything that needs to yeah. be asked. Before yeah. that, it wasn't very entertaining. Everybody uh, knew the outcome. You were over it. Sammy had a new twist that made it more entertaining. Yes, and and just everybody want to know like what's next because yeah. it's a real live. He's he's putting on a masterpiece. But. I guess I'll do your job for you at the end too, since I had to do it at the beginning too. Time since you don't want to talk. Oh yeah, I was. I, I'm on. I'm on strike. <laughs> I uh, see that. Strike for the whole year so far. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Where some. Oh, uh, we lost him again. Uh, so I will do it because he just disappeared. Uh, thank you for joining the Cinnamon Sugar. I didn't disappear. You just stopped talking right in the here. middle of it. You stopped talking oh, in the my. middle of it. No, the internet must have cut out. I was saying and I apologize out. to all of our fans. Yeah. That's we out. That one last week. <laughs> we out. Fine. He's ready for bed. We out. <laughs> all right. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 